Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Power Your Life, and I'm Dr. Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. And it's so people, a lot of people these days are going through challenges and, and just all sorts of things, and, and some of them can be prevented. And some of them, you know, we really have to take a look at what's going on in our lives and make that decision as to what we want to keep and what doesn't serve us, and also really look at the relationships that we have and determine what brings them value to us and what also what we are giving to other people in terms of value. And I have a very interesting guest who is an author, an abuse survivor. I'm talking about Bailey Smith, and she has an incredible story, which you're going to hear about. Bailey went through more than over two decades of torment, married to a narcissist who physically, mentally, and verbally abused her as well as her three boys. Her book, Married to an Illusion, is more than just a guide for those currently caught in a narcissistic trap and battling to get out. It's also an essential preventative resource to help readers and you and us learn how to recognize a narcissist, recognize when you are being abused by one, and also how to stop the abuse and to protect yourself, your family, especially if there are children involved. And it's also about bringing that attention to all of us. And that's important because I believe we're here to, to make some changes. I love this quote, Bailey, before you talk. For every pain, this is this is Bailey Smith's quote, for every pain there is wisdom, for every loss there is gain, and for every tear there is purpose. Out of these truths, I determined to write this book and use my experience, wisdom, research, and resultant strength to be a force for change. And that's beautiful, and I believe you are. You. Actually, I know you are. Welcome, Bailey Smith. How are you? you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. So, Thank you let's for having get, me on. It's my pleasure. Let's get into a little bit about what you went through, and then I really want to give us, our listeners, some hope and some strategies. So tell us what happened when you were married to this narcissist. So, you know, I got married very young. I grew up in a very sheltered, orthodox home. Um, I was friends with this guy, this, my abuser's sister. I knew him for a long time prior to even looking at him. Um, and then 
just one day we started talking and became friends and started dating. Um, we were seven and a half years apart, so we were totally different generations. Um, and, you know, between our engagement and actually getting married was a year. Um, I was 21 and a half years old, and he was seven and a half years older than me, or seven years older than me. And I was the perfect victim. I was young, naive, pretty sheltered. Um, I'm not going to say didn't go out with boys, you know, but um, I was pretty naive. And I was just lured in by his charm. And, you know, I went through the whole, you know, the whole thing. And we got married. um, And, you know, we were trying to have kids right away. Um, I had a hard time um, in the beginning. Um, And, you know, I thought I had the, you know, Prince Charming. And... You know, after I would say a few months of being married was probably the first the first incident. Um, it was violent. Um, it was more where he broke things when he got upset. Um, my I write about this in my book. My parents um, literally came in the middle of the night. He was not home um, and took me, packed me up and took me. And guess what? He came home, saw I was gone, called me crying. I love you. I can't live without you. The typical, typical way the narcissist lures you, charms you, hoovers you, and sucked me back in. And, I, of course, I went back. Now, you know, I, I believe narcissism is only really understood maybe in the last 10 years, 9 years. And and not even by all psychologists or therapists. I think it's a specialized, um, it's a specialized, they have to, stu- they're studying it. It's, it's a special certification or whatever it is. Um, I don't even know NPD. if that name was, was something that, that people talked about a long time ago. So I think, I no. think you're right. Um, I, NPD Maybe in in the mid two thousand narcissistic personality disorder. I was looking it up before because I wanted to know. I think twenty thirteen, maybe twenty fifteen, but but it's only in the DSM five book now um, as NPD narcissistic, narcissistic personality disorder. Um, so yeah, people didn't know and. I did not realize I was an abused woman. Um, my family, friends saw things, and once you are so sucked in and manipulated and codependent and trauma bonded, um, you have no, you know, I thought I had a great husband. Um, I thought he had anger issues, which we did go to ther- therapy many times for, um, and whenever a therapist would side with me, he would walk out. So that never really helped. Even when he went on his own, I found out later on he was lying. Um, so, 
you're going to go to therapy and you lie, you're not going to get help. Um, now, just to go back uh, uh, for a second, most narcissists um, have had some sort of trauma in their life as a young person um, and never got help. It was undealt with. And they turn into unhealthy adults. And we have many, many, many walking among us. Um, and not only that, you know, there are there are people who've also been bullied. And yes, what happens then is those those people who've been bullied, not all, but oftentimes then turn into a bully and do damage to other people. So, yeah, so I think. Some, go ahead. Yeah, go on. Sorry. It's okay. Go on. I think that it's really important to understand some of the, the, what you've described so beautifully in your book. So to understand some of the traits, you've mentioned some of them, so that people can, you know, like like people can, can say, wait a minute, I need to really examine this so that I don't move forward into this relationship or whatever. So can you identify some of them for our listeners, Bailey? So a lot of the traits will be, um, you know, when when they first meet you, um, they'll be very charming, very overly complimentive, um, you know, they, they will usually try and choose, the, like I said, the perfect victim, the naive. But some of them will love the challenge of going after very well-educated professionals. Um, I know many that have been stuck. Um, so, you know, they speak a lot about themselves, um, usually in a, in a fantasy way. Um, I remember my ex-mother-in-law um, always telling, using the word, you live in fantasy world. And it's very interesting because she's in, she has MPD. And um, she lives in fantasy world. So it was really funny how she projected that onto her son. And Did she recognize that he, was, that he was that, a narcissist? I don't think anybody knew that that's what, what it was at that time. This was in the middle of my marriage. Right. Or, yeah. So, you know... But I can tell you one thing, and I wrote about this in my book, and I'm just going off topic for a second. My One of his sisters became a social worker, um, and I would say about 20 years ago, she did, had to do, went to get her master's, and she did her thesis. And when she gave it to her professor, he said, where did you learn this stuff? And she said, I lived with this. Wow. She was the youngest they're very far in age, her and my abuser. So, but she lived with this with her mother, and he was like astounded. I remember her telling me this. So, you know, people just didn't know. But I remember her always saying, "Oh, you live in he lives in fantasy world," and really, she did too. But um, you know, they're very moody. There's a lot of moodiness, highs and lows. Um, you know, they can switch in a minute. Like I remember always tiptoeing when he came home. I had no idea what mood 
what what which person would come home? You know, he could be charming in the morning, um, charming during the day, and then a nasty person would come home. And again, I had no idea I was an abused woman. I was not physically abused during my marriage. It was after a post-separation um, where he beat me up. Um, and I just, again, you know, I never thought he would cheat on me. He lived, I was literally married to an illusion. I think most people are. We pretend or we, we, we want our friends, our lover, our husband, our boyfriend to be something that they're just not capable of being. And this is why there's so much divorce. Um, because again, there's so much unhealthiness and it could go both ways. There are many narcissistic women, psychopathic, sociopathic women. Um, but there's, I think it's more in men, um, from what I've seen in my advocacy work, there are, you know, we have a lot of, we're talking about, we have a lot of expectations, Bailey, in terms of who Mm -hmm. people are and what the, what we want them to be. And, and we, get disappointed a lot, but this is a whole different kind of thing. And like you said earlier, and this is something that that's, that rings true for a lot of people who've lived with or been in a relationship with a narcissist, they, after they do something horrific like, like he did to you, he apologized, you know, he said, I love you, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, he lured you back because you, cause you believe that. But then once mm-hmm. you went back, that same kind of abuse continued, and so many people fall for that. Mm-hmm. How did you How did you find courage? And it really does take courage. How did you find the courage to be able to leave? Especially, I mean, you had kids, and tell yeah, us a well, that's, bit of- that's one of the reasons many people don't leave is the kids. And if a, if a man has power, prestige, money. You're screwed, especially now in family court. I'm lucky that I managed to get him locked up. Now, it wasn't when he first beat me, um, and my middle son saved my life. Um, And all of this is in my book. Um, He broke down the door. He happened to have been off of school and literally pulled him off of me because this man would have killed me. And he wasn't even living at home. He had walked out on us few weeks prior and was roaming around with some woman, uh, I don't know what she was, bisexual, I don't know, something weird about, I never ever got the real story, but but he was posting pictures all over the internet, so my kids were seeing it, and he blocked me, so I had no idea, this is after we had just celebrated 20 years of marriage, Um, I thought, Everything was great. I mean, I knew something was a little off. He was a little distant or whatever. But again, you know, he had his moods. I accepted him for who he was. I helped him. I I did everything for him. I worked with him. You know, I really probably, if he didn't beat me, I would have stayed with him. But after that, I was just numb. And again, my my child saw that happen. And he wasn't a baby. How was I able to stay with a man like that? I didn't even want him to, I couldn't look at him after that. 
And then the post-separation abuse is where it's the most dangerous, and it was. And, you know, it's, it's very, very scary. There are so many people think the police are there going to help you. The court system is there to help you. They are so wrong. And I do write about a lot of that stuff in my book, how the system failed, the, the, the police failed me. I mean, literally, I, I shoved the, because I went through a lot of stalking, harassment, cyberbullying, and I shoved the law in their face. It, they would, like, look at me like I was absolutely out of my mind, like I was the crazy one. But they did end up locking him up, and because of that, um, he left the state on probation. There's two warrants for his arrest, two restraining orders. But it means nothing because he's not living so in the So where state. is he now? He's in New York, um, you know, and, you know. So he's not, he's not with, locked up? Out there wandering around? No, because they don't extradite for for misdemeanor. Although he should have had a felony charge because of the stuff he did to me. And and and, but you know what? The there are many police that are abusers themselves. It's a whole other story. Um, But I do put a lot of pictures of texts and emails, and and police reports, and, and I write. And this is, it's to prove a point. We're showing how they screwed up, and it's still happening. And it's not just in Florida. It's happening all over. And, but uh, it's a show-and-tell book, so there's a, there's a ton of educational stuff, but I also wanted to make it real. And so I put, put myself out there. You know, I really opened, my life is an open book in, in there. I, I wasn't perf- perfect. I'm not perfect. Um, Nobody is. This, this did happen to me, and my children were witnesses. We lived in a war zone. So I have a question. And, cause I have mm-hmm. a question, Bailey, because, like you said, your son actually kind of saved you or whatever. What 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 kind of damage and what have did your kids go through and where are they now with with all of what happened well that son um left after that year he went away to school he didn't want to deal he didn't want to be home and unfortunately he ended up getting cancer so when they talk about the ace scores and the physical and the health, mental health it's very real. He had, all my kids have mental health issues. Um, now he's 23. He's getting married at the end of August, God willing. He works, but we've been through a lot. My youngest um, at 19, is 19. He was daddy's boy, but he watched what happened from age 11. And when dad left the state, at thir- and he was 13, he cut him off. And I, I got in custody. Um, and he has not had anything to do with him since. Um, and he's probably my healthiest kid. Um, and my oldest, unfortunately, at 25, has been, has never gotten out of victim mode. Um, he took a lot of abuse, too. Um, and he has He's the only one that's gone back and forth between the two of us. Um, 
recently he left here and went back. Just very recent. I got him so much help. You can't even imagine. And I'm the abuser in his eyes. And he left a very abusive situation, and I put every single penny I had into getting him help when he called me. And he said, I can't be there anymore. So, how could he, you know, how, how could, I have a question. How could he see you as the abuser, though? It, I mean, I, I don't understand that. The minute he start, he, the minute they reach, the minute he started to reach out to his father, which I had no idea, because he does, unfortunately, and it's it makes me want to cry, and I'm still processing. This just happened not even a month ago, a few weeks ago. Um, they need to they need to blame. You know, the the protective parent is going to be the punching bag, right. and. Um, and when I finally said, you need to get a job, you have a degree, you need to get a job, I can't support you, all of you anymore. I just I have no more money. And um, he left. He started, reached out to dad. I saw signs. He was receiving gifts. Um, he was being lured back in. Yeah. And I could not believe, not, I'm not going to say he's a narcissist, I think he's just a victim and 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 in victim mode and codependent. Um, and my prayers are that he eventually gets away from him and even away from me and gets on his own because that's what I was trying to do originally when he left him. I was trying to keep him in New York. Um, and I shut up thousands of dollars to keep him there because he got a job. He was just, he went back, he spiraled down. He's like, I want to come back. I want to come back. And it was a big mistake, but, you know, it's my child. Right. But what, what narcissists will do is they will kiss you and stab you at the same time. So, you know, that's, that's you know, there are three different, a few different kinds of narcissists. And and some of them are, are just, they, I mean, they, they're zero empath empathy they do not know how to love this is just a way to get to me so it never ends do you think that a lot of narcissists even realize that that's who they are or no no they no I think that they blame where the like I said he was feeding my son information he was saying your mother's the crazy one your mother's the narcissist I'm I did this this and this because this happened to me you know, and my son had started recognizing that he was in an abusive situation and left and then got sucked back in again when things were not going the way he wanted here. And I'm admitting this live on air, but I haven't told a lot of people yet because it's heartbreaking. You know, yeah, I mean, you, yeah. he can call me an abuser all I want. I know where it's coming from. Um Yes, there is reactive abuse. It's something I just learned about. And, you know, sometimes we're triggered even when we're healed and we're on a healing journey. We can, And that kid knows how to trigger, knew how to trigger me. And um, my, the environment was toxic. You know, he came, he came home. You know, I was living alone with my youngest. We had a great situation. And then both of the, uh, his brothers just, 
came home in the summertime um, and took over. And he and literally he moved into the garage. <laughs> and wow. you know they took over his his, his room, everything. And um, you know it it is what it is. It, it, kids, my my biggest nightmare is that this kid won't get better. And I, it, it scares me, and I just pray every single day that he gets away from him, even if he doesn't come back to me. I don't know if I'd ever want him to come back to live with me. I would like to have him in my life again, not now. I have to start living for me and and finding peace and, and happiness because I've been living for my kids for seven years, um, you know, and they're moving. Uh, these The two that are home are moving forward with their lives but the trauma and the, the triggers the PTSD the anxiety that stays with you do you ever you talk about them? it amongst like a family you know with you with their with your sons do you ever yeah mm-hmm. we talk about it they know their health issues they know they're they're in therapy um, my middle son especially because he's getting married he doesn't want to be his dad. And they all have certain traits. There's no question. But they do have a lot of my family in them. And there's a lot of good stuff about them. But those that's the hardest and the saddest part. And that's why I got into advocating, especially court watching and advocating for mental health and for children, because I know what happens if children are living with abusers or witness abuse. It's child abuse, and the damage is can be horrific, especially if there's sexual abuse involved. So, you know, it's 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 a tough tough situation. It's, um, you know, there are people that don't have their kids. You know, so how did you, I, I always felt blessed. How did you heal? A lot of therapy. A group therapy that saved my life. I found a group therapy in a shelter. I begged them because you have to go through the whole process. I I said I I can't wait, and I went through the process. I I, w- I went in there, sat there, and waited till they had a, somebody to, you know, speak to me and listen to what I went through, and and I started going to to sometimes three times a week, and I met my therapist there who was actually a family therapist, but learning about narcissism and domestic violence. I believe she might have been, went through some herself um, because she understands it so well. Um, And I met her there, so that's going on seven years. I have the same therapist. Um, You cannot heal alone. You have to have a support system. I'm lucky I have my family. Unfortunately, my sister of 30 years just left her abuser, and her story is even worse than mine. Um, And, you know, so she's lucky she has all of us. Um, Now, is he a narcissist? Oh, my God, the worst, the worst, because he's a rabbi. So how do you know you talked a little, and this is important because, like you said, Bailey, you got lured in a lot. 
what is important for people to pay, especially, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be women, for us to pay attention to in terms of, okay, is this person an abuser or, or a narcissist or whatever? And oftentimes we don't necessarily see that. And oftentimes in the beginning of a relationship, people are on their mm-hmm. best thing. So yes. what do we do? What, what, what do you recommend? So I, I'll tell you this. I um, dated someone a couple of years ago, for two, on and off for two years, a younger guy. Um, my kids never knew about him. Uh, they never read my book, so, and they don't listen to my shows, really, so they don't know about him. I never brought men around. Um, and, again, I was in therapy. I was in, in my healing journey. And what, what was it that um, attracted me to him? The childhood trauma. I wanted to help. And... You know, obviously it was unhealthy and toxic, um, but he I don't think he's a narcissist. I just think that he is just an unhealthy adult, and there's so many like him. So what I would say is, number one, if, if I were to go out there and really start dating seriously, which I am not, um, is look for their family background. You know, what's their family like? Did, what are their parents divorced? Why? Um, different those things like that. Did you have a healthy? Did you grow up in a healthy, normal um, situation? Are you close to your siblings? Is your family close? Um, unfortunately, I, I and and I praise our veterans because I think that they are the most amazing people. I don't think they get the proper care. It's unfair. But again, a veteran, I wouldn't date one. I I tried once. I went out with one once or a couple of times, and he just went crazy on me. I think that they don't get enough help. And, you know, so they're just different. You just have to be very, you have to educate yourself. Um, and, and be very, you know, choosy and picky and it's very hard. There's so many beautiful young women out there who have never even got married that are in their thirties because either they went through their own stuff and they're still dealing with it or they, they can't find normal guys. And it's it's very sad. So I, I think I hope I answered your question. I I just yes. think it's really vetting out, learning the signs, seeing the red flags. Because yes, they can charm you. Yes, they can lie to you. Um, and you wanna you you really wanna know everything you can about mental health. What's healthy? What's not healthy? Um, because it's so easy to get lured in, especially if you're young and naive. Um, and I think that my book is is a great learning tool for people that are first going out there to date. Um, yes, there's a lot of stuff in there that probably would blow their mind, but the learning stuff is very important. The learning you know, I, I also of, think that... that... 
when people and are dating or whatever that they don't need there's there doesn't need to be a rush oftentimes right. people are so quick to okay that's it you know and and get into a marriage or a situation without really again like you're talking about Bailey looking for the signs or just going slowly and really getting a sense of what what's going on with this person and and how does this person fit into my life and and you know the positives and also the 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 negatives and I think that that's really something that people need to do. There doesn't need to be a rush. Take time to get. There doesn't have to be a rush. Yeah, but you know what? If a good narcissist is able to control themselves for a long time, <laughs> they can. Yeah, I mean. There are people that have lived together for years, then got married or whatever, or then broke up. Um, it could it could take a trigger. It could take a a, a a situation where it can finally break them. Again, once they have you sucked in, and they like own you, they control you, they manip- have manipulated you. It can happen fast. It can happen slow. It usually can happen pretty fast, like with my son. Um, you know, it, it, with, with so many people. So really, it's, it's, I, I would say when you're getting out there and you want to start really looking for someone, to, a partner in life, is to learn about their history, their family life, their growing up. I knew that my my abuser came from a dysfunctional home. People would tell me all kinds of stories. And I, I saw some of it because I was friends with his sister. Um, so I and, think all... Yeah. No, I was just going to say that, you know, I think that the information and especially so much information that you've shared and also in your book, Married to an Illusion, is really very important. However, I want to end a little bit on a happy note. <laughs> so moving forward in your life, and you are moving forward in your life, you know, you've, you've left him, you've, you've, you know, you've grown, you've, under, you've written a book, you, you're, you're doing a show. Tell our listeners what some of the positives, even from all of this horrific stuff that you had to go through, that where you are now. Well, I'm still on my healing journey. You know, unfortunately, I had a setback because my son left. Um, You know, what do you have to look forward to? Really, you need to have a good, healthy support system, good friends, therapy. Therapy could be lifelong. Um, And do have healthy outlets. Do things that you love, that you enjoy. I'm very into working out. You know, that's really one of my biggest, healthiest outlets. You know, dating, I would like, I would like to see myself in a year with peace, health, happiness, money, in, income that I don't have to worry, um, and maybe in some sort of a relationship. You know, God willing, I'll have a married child. Please, God, everything should go smooth. 
my youngest is in music school. He's finishing up for sound and engineering, and he's already interning. Um, hopefully, he'll be working in, in in many in a couple of different places, and and I'll hopefully finally, you know, be you know, not running around driving kids places and to appointments and to <laughs> train stations. And, and you know, we we have – it's easier said than done because I do have my setbacks. I do have my tough moments. You know, Passover was very difficult. It's one of the holidays that we had – I always had tons of guests. And also a holiday that a lot of bad stuff happened in my post-separation. So finding finding your new normals, whether it's holidays or socializing or doing all kinds of things um, that you used to do, um, you know, it's it's finding groups of of people that a support system. Um, of people, a networking of people. And not and one of the things that I need to work on and I'm trying to right now is finding um a, a network away from all of the stuff I do, the advocating, the podcast, the book. Um what? I don't know. You know, um besides my gym, um I don't know. It's hard. I it, it trust is a very big problem for me. I've opened, and, I've been, I'm a giver, and I... Yeah, and it's understandable, you know, given what you've gone through. So, Bailey, we're running out of time. Let our listeners know how they can get your book, Married to an Illusion, and find out more about you. So, um, you can um, go to my website, thenevergiveupshow.com, or marriedtoanillusion.com. You can get the book on Amazon. Just Google Married to an Illusion, Bailey Smith, um, A Survivor's Guide to Identifying and Escaping Narcissistic Abuse. It's also on Smashwords. If you, could, if you have some sort of device that can download, um, there's, a, there's a bunch of different places you can get it for very cheap on there. Um, and if you do buy it, buy the book, um, please leave a review or find me on LinkedIn um, or Instagram, um, thenevergiveupshow.com, uh, sorry, the Never Give Up Show or Married to an Illusion. I'm on Twitter, Married to an Illusion. Facebook, I'm private. You can try and friend me, but I try to vet people out. LinkedIn, uh, Bailey Smith. Um, yeah, so that's, if, if anybody ever wants to share stories, I have my show, own show too. I try to, you know, I I try to help others be able to use their voice, just like you, um, and share their experiences. Um, so yeah. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for helping people be aware of what they need to so that they can live better lives and, and, and have a better relationship with not only with themselves but with a partner that treats them kindly and lovingly and respectfully. And I think mm-hmm. this is, is an eye-opener for so many people. So thank you so mm-hmm. much, Bailey. Thank you for having me. Thank you. My pleasure. Take care. Have a great day. You too. You too. Thank you.
So Bailey Smith really shared so much and, and shares so much more in her book, Married to an Illusion. We really have to look behind all the outward niceties that sometimes people show us and get to a place of really recognizing, and hopefully we can, some of the behaviors and are of people that are narcissists and abusers so that, again, it doesn't affect you, it doesn't affect children, so that we can all create a better, wonderful life for ourselves, for our families, and hopefully for the world. Take care of yourself. Take one step positively into your life today that can make a difference to empower yourself. Every little step helps along the way. And remember, you need to value yourself and make sure that the people that are around you and with you respect you and care for you as you do. Have a beautiful day. If you want to connect with me, go to docwhite.org. And remember to take care of you. Have a wonderful, blessed day and week. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.